Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Episode 199. That's right, 199 for the love of the game on the Believe Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Online. Big time of the year in sports. March Madness right around the corner. NHL playoffs down the stretch. They come in the regular season. That's coming up soon. Shout out to the Rangers for getting Patrick Kane. That's awesome. We're going to talk about that later on in the show. NBA regular season down the stretch. They come. Baseball starting up. And you can find all the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends for all your favorite sports at Bet Online. Head to betonline.ag today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code BLEAV, B L E A V, to get 50% on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts with that said. Episode 199 for the love of the game. Let's get this work. I think you're true. You know what it is, episode 199 for the love of the game on the Believe Podcast Network. It's yours truly, it's ATH. We're back, we're doing it big. Am I a little sore from this weekend? Played in a charity three-on-three tournament. Got some buckets, ultimately lost in the semis. It was a, a good showing for our team, we were a little undermanned. And then last night, had a rough night in my league, if you follow the Instagram Bucket Monday's recap. It wasn't a bad night for your boy. Two days in a row trying to get some buckets. It's taking a toll. It's taking a toll on my body. I'm 36 now. I'm getting old and, and I'm starting to feel it. But we are rallying tonight because, let's face it, there's a lot to talk about. And my New York teams are very much in the mix right now very much in the mix we're getting to get to the knicks in a second because normally i would have led the show off with some knicks love considering they've won six straight so hold that thought hold that thought the new york rangers made another trade they brought in patrick kane from the chicago blackhawks for a second round pick and possibly a fourth round pick Patrick Kane is arguably the greatest U.S.-born hockey player in NHL history. He's won three Stanley Cups. He's been one of the best players of all time. This is an absolute slam dunk for the New York Rangers. An absolute slam dunk. Think about what they have in their top six right now. Panarin, all-star MVP candidate. Mika Zibanejad, all-star. Patrick Kane has been an all-star. 
Tarasenko's been an all-star. Now he's got to get hot a little bit and get the Tarasenko of old. He hasn't quite gotten that hot start for the Rangers at first couple of games. He's been kind of cold, but it's a lot of firepower. Add in Trocek, you add in Kreider. This team is a wagon. It's a wagon. I know I called them a wagon last time, and they lost three straight, and then they beat the Kings. Well, now they got Patrick Kane. Add him to the mix. This team is New York's best chance by far to win a title. Unbelievable. I can't wait to watch Patrick Kane in a Rangers uniform. It's going to be absolute electricity. I know. I said it last time again. I'm going to repeat it. I know the Boston Bruins may set the record for points in a regular season. You know who doesn't care? Me. Because this New York Rangers team is on par right now with the Boston Bruins. And Boston doesn't want to see New York in a seven-game series. The Rangers arguably have a better goalie. They might be deeper top to bottom. Who the hell knows? All I know is it's going to be real exciting down the stretch for the New York Rangers. And let's hope, let's hope that these moves, and shout out to Chris Jury for pulling the trigger, and they didn't really leverage their future that much. Because they still got tons of young talent on the team. So shout out to Chris Jury and let's see how the Rangers finish the season. And hopefully, hopefully, we'll bring the city its first Stanley Cup since 1994. I'm absolutely jazzed up about this Rangers team. All right, so a lot of NBA news coming up. Just a couple of thoughts because in the coming weeks, we have March Madness right around the corner. We're recording. It is February 28th. I can't believe it. March Madness is around the corner. So let's get into some NBA news first, and then we're going to talk about the New York Knicks. LeBron James hurts his foot. He said he hurt a pop on Sunday's win against the Dallas Mavericks. The Lakers came from 27 points back to beat the Dallas Mavericks, who are an absolute dumpster fire. They are terrible defensively. The Luka Kyrie thing, it's dueling banjos. And what do you know? Kyrie's brought into another situation, and let's just say it doesn't look great. Who could have predicted that? I predicted it. But anyway, this LeBron injury is really devastating for the Lakers because they were really starting to turn the corner. They were 4-1 since the trade deadline. The Lakers who brought in guys like D'Angelo Russell, but Jared Vanderbilt has been an absolute steal for them. The fact that he's 23 years old, he's this good and this important to a team, it really makes you wonder why two teams already have given up on the guy. It kind of makes no sense, but the Lakers are rounding into form and then LeBron gets hurt. But guess what? That's what happens to guys who are in their 20th NBA season. They get hurt. So everybody was talking about the Lakers how they were going to make the playoffs, how they may be top six. But, like, the Lakers right now are a terrible health bet, a terrible, terrible health bet. Between LeBron and Anthony Davis, they're a terrible health bet. And if LeBron's out more than three weeks, I don't see how the Lakers survive this. They dug themselves such a hole, I don't see how they climb out of it and even make the play-in tournament. I know they're a half game out, but... No LeBron for three weeks, that can be doomsday, which is actually a bummer. And I know I am a Laker hater. I am not a fan of LeBron James, but you don't want to see them fail like this. I'd rather see them fail 
fully healthy and then laugh at all the Laker fans. But bad news for the Lakers. Absolutely bad news. Shout out to Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard goes for 71 points this week, Monday night. Absolutely bonkers. Damian Lillard has been on a next level heater recently. I, I just want you to hear the scoring output from Damian Lillard over his last couple of games. All right, let, let's let's take a look at his game log, say for the best 15 games, all right? 42, 29, 40, 28, 33, 38, 40, 39, 26, 71. That's crazy. I mean, Lillard at 32 right now is having his best year of his career. I mean, such a fun guy to watch. On the fringe of being a top 10 point guard of all time, I know he's not going to get any MVP votes because Portland's not very good. But when he's on the court, they're eight points better than when he's off the court. Their offense is much better. I mean, the, the they're a plus five and five and a third when he's on the court. When he's off the court, they drop to a minus three and a half. I mean, he's been absolutely sensational this year. So shout out to Damian Lillard. Kevin Durant, as predicted by last week's guest, Yitz Mendelitz, will be making his Phoenix Suns debut tomorrow night. So that should be something to look out for. We'll see how he meshes with what's going on in Phoenix. And uh, shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks. Last but not least, Milwaukee Bucks coming into tonight have won 14 straight games. They had a very impressive win Sunday against those Phoenix Suns who I just mentioned. Drew Holiday put the absolute clamps down on Devin Booker in the last couple of minutes of that game. Winning that game without Giannis, who's coming back from a wrist injury. He's coming back tonight. Very impressive. The Bucks are probably the best team in the league and they are my pick to win the nba championship and if the season ended today i still think Giannis should be the mvp even though nicole Jokic and joel Embiid are having monster years all right so another team that is on a winning streak the new york knicks the new york knicks last night beat up the boston celtics i know there's no jalen brown but still a win is a win at home. That's six straight for the New York Knicks. Six straight. They have played excellent basketball. They have the second most wins since February 1st in the NBA. Jalen Brunson has been fantastic. He's better than I thought. Julius Randle has been fantastic recently. He's a lot better this year than I thought he was going to be. Mitchell Robinson, better than I thought. The Josh Hart trade has been awesome for them. I, they haven't lost since he got here. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Shout out to Tom Thibodeau for being more flexible with his rotations. Diversifying the offense even just a little bit. I know it's not really exactly what I want, but just a little bit. The Knicks are playing good basketball. And as somebody who was a major skeptic, and I've been a skeptic the whole season through, they're starting to win me over. I've always liked Emmanuel quickly. 
Quentin Grimes has been a little bit of a shooting slump, but I he shows flashes on the defensive end and having elite skills. You saw that last night against Jason Tatum. I mentioned Brunson. I mentioned Randall. I mentioned Robinson. They're just getting contributions. They're getting contributions. It's hard to really hate on what the Knicks are doing. The one turd in the punch bowl of this season for the Knicks and this winning streak is R.J. Barrett. He had a really good game against the New Orleans Pelicans the other night. And then he was crap again against Boston. It's one good game every three weeks. He's the turn in the punch ball. Honestly, if he wasn't picked third overall, if he wasn't making $30 million a year, if they weren't force-feeding him minutes and touches for those reasons, he'd be out of the rotation. He deserves to be out of the rotation. I, I just can't stand watching him, and it really brings down the rest of the team. It does. He's holding them back. And I wouldn't be so adamant about this if I didn't have so many people in my life telling me how great this motherfucker was last year, this year, and that we couldn't trade him for Donovan Mitchell. Could you imagine this team with Donovan Mitchell? Could you imagine how exciting this team would be? R.J. Barrett's holding them back, but you know what? Even still, I can't be so mad because the Knicks are playing awesome basketball. And yeah, R.J. Barrett, their number three overall pick, who's making $30 million, doesn't close games, and he shouldn't close games. And you know why it doesn't matter? Because Josh Hart's balling, Emmanuel Quickly's balling, and should probably win sixth man of the year. He should actually start instead of R.J. Barrett. It's just been a fun ride. It's been a fun ride, and I've resisted. I have resisted excitement about the Knicks. And right now, that resistance is weakening for me. Does that scare me? Yes. But it's weakening for me. Can't lie. They're playing good basketball. And they're going to be a, a tough playoff out if they continue doing this. They're going to be a tough playoff out. Now, what would make me super happy in the offseason is if R.J. Barrett was dealt and a couple of picks for Mikael Bridges from the Nets run the Villanova squad back. That would be awesome. Absolutely awesome. So we'll see what happens. We'll focus on the offseason then. The here and the now. The Knicks have a chance to make a little bit of noise and make people uncomfortable down the stretch. Am I predicting that they're even going to win? A first-round series? No, I am not. But they're going to grind. They're going to play hard. And they're going to be a tough out. And honestly, after two decades of largely watching absolute dog shit from this franchise, this is great. It's absolutely great. I am letting my guard down, New York Knicks. I am letting my guard down. And I will not let R.J. Barrett ruin this moment for me. I'm going to do my best to not let him ruin it for me. It's very difficult. For all the reasons I said before, it's very difficult. But I'm going to try my best. All right. So we're going to change the vibe up a little bit. 
We've got a lot of sports coming up. There's going to be NBA playoffs. There's going to be NHL playoffs. There's going to be March Madness. We're going to do all of that. So I thought it was a perfect time to bring on the Bachelor squad. We're going to run the triangle with Lizzie and Shy. catch up on The Bachelor a little bit. We're going to do that in just a matter of moments. I mentioned it in the monologue. There's going to be a lot of sports talk coming on with NCAA tournament around the corner. The Knicks are feeling themselves. They are... Currently on a six-game winning streak and up 14. We're going to be talking about them. The Rangers, we're going to be talking about them. So, want to do a little bit something different. We're running the triangle. We got to catch up on The Bachelor. Lizzie's in the house. Shy's in the house. How are we doing, everyone? Great. Excited to talk about what's been happening. Yeah, doing well. Um, football free agency in two weeks. Oh, wrong. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's get into it. I'm sure that will be a topic that we will bring up, too, considering the Giants have major decisions to make in free agency. Shy, before we get started, um, my cold heart regarding the Knicks is thawing right now. How happy are you to hear this? It's, it's uh, they'll lose like four out of five and you'll be right back on the, the hater eight. So this is this you you have and flow. It's the light. It's the life I live. It's the cross I bear. I didn't choose this life. Nick's life chose me, and this is just the way it is. Especially when they pay R.J. Barrett thirty million dollars a year to not be good at basketball. But anyway, we're here to talk about The Bachelor. So I want to start uh, from two weeks ago, the COVID episode. Was this the worst episode in Bachelor history? Listen, I don't start know. Us off. Yeah, I don't know if it's the worst episode. I think it's somewhat relatable, I guess. Like, anyone who was dating during COVID, that's kind of what it was like. Um, I mean, listen, like, what were they going to do? What were the options, right? They stopped filming for five days. I feel like they do have to keep momentum, and they probably have a pretty strict, um, like, schedule of not only filming, but they have different, like, locations they're going to and flying places i think it would probably be very detrimental to their long-term production to just all of a sudden shut down and then have to restart um i mean was it awkward like was it awkward yes it was awkward and uncomfortable but i don't know i didn't think it was so terrible you think that abc has enough pull where they could have you know finagled something I, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's, there was something better out there than what they put out there. Like there was a better solution. Maybe, but like, I don't know. He's kind of boring and it was kind of boring. I don't know. I feel like it went with his personality. He probably said that's what he wanted to do. Well, we'll get to him last. We're saving him for last. Shy, what say you about the COVID episode? I thought it was, I thought also they were going to, like come back from a commercial or Jess is going to be like, now we're going to show you like six days later, picking it up. Um, I was, I was incredulous that they kept going at it with him just doing like a zoom group date. It was, it was not, it wasn't good, but I think it was actually so bad that I found the episode entertaining and the whole situation to be pretty funny the way they were doing the zooms and no one knew how to sit normally and where they were looking. And then the rose ceremony on Zoom was not great. 
Um, but I think so. I was like, also, why did they film this? Why not just pause? And I really, I can't think of another answer besides what they said, which is just they have the next several weeks of like reservations at these resorts and activities and whatever that just couldn't reschedule. And you just, you think every channel has all this pull. You want to listen to the Super Bowl a week, different locations. No, listen, the NFL is one of the most powerful privately ABC. run organizations in the world. ABC is a monster network. You don't think they have pull to, to do whatever but they it's want? Not, I don't think it's pull. It's pull is still, it's still going to cost money. And it's like risk benefit. Like, is it worth it to spend all that money when in the end of the day, they don't know how much money they're going to make from the season. Like, I don't know. I don't think uh, Zach would like like it was. I don't think they offered Zach the, the choice, and he was like, "No, I'd rather do this." I don't. It didn't seem like no. He I agree. Too much. All right. So then, Caitlin Bristow comes out and drops a little bit of a bombshell on us that Zach wasn't quarantined in London. He was actually no. That's not what she said. I know what you're about to say. So yeah. what Caitlin said is that. He was actually quarantined in London, but part of the the clips that they were showing of him alone in the room were actually not from when he was in quarantine in London. It was in L.A. and they were, you know, mimicking what it was supposed to he be. He was like. healthy, faking, having COVID, blowing. Yeah, like. Why? <laughs> <tea>. Then <laughs> what's the point? What are we doing here? What's because the point they of need- this? Because they needed B-roll, and it's probably difficult to get B-roll when he actually had COVID and was in quarantine. I'm sure they didn't want tons of their staff members going in and out. My question is really, how did everyone else not get COVID? How did Gabby not get COVID? She's making out with him the day before. Right. Do we really think that he actually had COVID? Definitely. Why would he want to be in that situation? Well, because if... We've been saying all along that he's been so incredibly boring and that they're doing anything in their power to drum up some type of drama and interest. Maybe this was the biggest long con of all time. No way. It wasn't drama and it was extremely boring. No, he definitely had COVID. He definitely had COVID. There's no way he would there's no way he would have allowed that. This is Zach's flu game episode. <laughs> Did Okay, so assuming he he had COVID, I'll take my tinfoil hat off for a second. Did he have to dress up for the rose ceremony? Did he have to suit up? Like, was it necessary? You don't think they told him to do that? I just hated everything about this episode. I hated it all. It was, it sucked. It sucked for them to have the two that did not get a rose and just be like, all right. Yeah, how how cool is that for them? (laughs) They don't even get the, the decency to just. You know, get get escorted yeah. out. They just it was so no, I agree dignifying it, for them. I agree that it sucks, but like, okay, can you think of a better option of what they would have done? At least maybe delay the rose ceremony. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, but let's let's like, say they couldn't. Let's say they couldn't. Yeah. Delay so then there's nothing else. There's nothing. Right. Else. So I don't know. I don't know. I just I was so incredibly unsatisfied to the point where. Now we're going to put the tinfoil hat on and think that maybe because this season is boring that they fake the whole COVID thing. All right. So at the end, at the end of the COVID episode, we had the, the one-on-one, the virtual one-on-one with Zach and Greer. And it did not go well. Greer, somebody who I had been high on, I, I was feeling her vibe. 
And let's be honest, like, I thought Zach was a huge prick to her. Like, he took something so out of context. And I was just shocked by how incredibly awkward he made it and how much of a, of a jackass he was. Talking about, you know, being at the end of a month trying to fill quota. And, and you know, it wasn't equating that to finding your your loved one, your, your forever. I just, what did you guys think of that? Because I thought it was gross. I didn't, it didn't occur to me in real time when she said what she said that it was so obnoxious that I was surprised by Zach's reaction. And then I don't know if they just edited the, the cut this way, but they basically showed like three times in a row of Greer saying like, no, like I get what you're saying. I'm just was trying to make like a parallel, like I get it, like, you know, on a macro level. And Zach just being like, Okay, like with all due respect, though, like this is my life. I was like, I don't know why they kept like they made it really awkward on purpose. I did feel bad for her. Yeah, so I mean, I feel bad. bad. Yeah, I mean, she obviously did not was not like there was no ill intent. Yeah, mouth, she, yeah she, not at all. Like I didn't think she was trying to be like kind of relatable. But if I had to guess, him being in that situation, he was probably like chomping at the bit like dying to get out of there and he probably was like super sensitive to it and like her saying that probably just really pissed him off um but i also think about him i'm getting the vibe just from like with the jeff situation that we can get into but like i feel this vibe that like he has in his head the people he doesn't actually like oh it's waiting- painfully obvious and he's just waiting for the moment that they say something that he could like say or insinuate is like negative and be like, Oh, that's the reason you're going home. Like I think Greer when she comes out of quarantine is going home. Oh yeah. No, no question. I was shocked. She got the final rose. I mean, I think that they probably kept her on just for some type of drama because he's clearly fallen out of favor with her. Like, but but he has kept on other, I mean, he has sent home other girls that you would have thought after the drama. I, is there some connection between her getting that rose and then immediately having COVID? Maybe they I knew was she was that. about to enter protocols, that. and so they gave her the rose. I was thinking that also. And the interesting thing is, is that if you watch the teased at the end, like there was some type of vibe between them. It looked like at least for a split second, but I'm not even buying it. Like, I, we're gonna talk about Zach and and his and his vibe at the end because I and we'll litigate if he's the most full of shit slash least full of shit person in the world to ever, or especially to ever grace this, uh, this show. But, but back to Greer for a second. Um, she, how she handled the not being picked for the one-on-one and the shopping spree that went to Gabby. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Your thoughts on, on that response. That was horrific. I mean, it made her, her age was showing. That's what I have to say about that. Also. But Gabby's 25. I'm not saying every 25 year old is immature. I'm saying she was acting very immature. Like, first of all, T is not a personality trait. Everyone likes T. That's not a thing. Yeah, but the T tattoo, she gets a little. uh, Okay, well, that's just. Yeah, that's a little rough. Yeah, that was a little rough. That was a little rough. But, like, and I get it, emotions are heightened, but I just think it was it, it was a little much. I, they, I definitely think that 
they the producer told her to sit in front of Gabby's room to make that whole scene much more awkward. Oh my god! <laughs> Especially because we know that they were what in a sorority together or something, right? Wasn't it the two of them? Was so, it the two of them? I think it was the two of them. I don't know what their relationship was before, but um, I think it probably. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some background beef or jealousy or competition between the two of them, like from college. And that probably hit a nerve that not only was it the tea date, but it was the tea date with Gabby. But how does that not come out earlier if that's the case? Because there has to be some cattiness. Or they just don't show it. Or they just choose to edit it which way they want. Maybe it was boring, so they didn't edit it. Shy, what say you? Um, I, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a good look for, for Greer, um, not going on the tea date. Um, I still don't get, yeah, Gabby was like, okay, so I always get confused with the timing though. You think he got COVID the day after that beat? What do you mean he got it? He, I'm sure he had COVID. I mean, like tested positive. Yeah, because he probably wasn't symptomatic until the next day. And then the way... I mean, Jesse coming out, the way he, he his mood and phrasing of the fact that Zach had COVID, it was like, I'm so, so sorry. Regret to inform you, Zach has COVID. Shiva will take place. <laughs> and, hold on. <laughs> to me, the funniest part was he turned to Kat, who's a nurse. It's like, yeah. Catherine, you know yeah. how serious this is. And we're right. just like, what is going on here? But also, half the room is a nurse, so I don't know right, what's happening out her. But wouldn't so happen, wouldn't Gabby's immediate reaction be like, "Oh shit"? You think that they didn't already tell her? Right. So that wasn't. They would have had to test. I'm sure they right. tested all of them the second he came back positive. But also, not not just that. Depending again, if you go according to the CDC, and we're not going to talk about you know greater COVID uh, protocols over here. But if you're if you've taken your your vaccines, like it doesn't really matter. You don't even have to quarantine. Right. right. They did. That's why they didn't. Right. But yeah, enough, enough with the COVID episode. Except one last thing though is the shopping date. The history of the shopping date. Yep. Gabby was under the radar for a while. Mm-hmm. This was her coming out party. The history of the shopping date says that she's a major player in this now. History of the shopping date says she's top two. Do we think that Gabby is going to be top two? I do. You do? Make yeah. the case. Um, I think, I think that he likes her very playful personality and he seems extremely comfortable with her. And I think the fact that she started off so poorly and was so awkward to the point where I think he probably questioned if he was going to send her home and she had such a turnaround I almost think makes their relationship stronger um, because he's like already seen the awkward bad part and he pushed past it Mm -hmm. and I think and I think he really appreciates that they bond over the um, like body issues that they've gone through yeah, so such body issues that uh, you know I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're not going to go there because, well, anyway, Gabby, you look fantastic now. All right, just so whatever it is you got over, I'm happy you got over it. We'll we'll yeah. we'll we'll smooth that one out. Uh, Shy, what say you? 
Well, first of all, there's only one person I know who's never had body issues, and he's in this Zoom. Um, That's not true. I had a major fat stage. I had a major fat stage and a major ugly stage. Ask my sister. She loves talking about it. Um, so that's not true. I I don't know the history of the shopping date. I think I guess Rachel. No, didn't Rachel go on that shopping date though, and she didn't win. Which she, Rachel? Rachel Vecchio, whatever her last. Name. But she was in the top two. Yeah. So I do. I actually do think Gabby is also going to um, come in second. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good date. I, I think she's like the right amount of funny and good looking and fun to be with. No drama. Um, was she, who are the two, was it Gabby and Ariel at the end when they were like, should we like, at the la- this last episode, they were like, should we step in when it was like Brooklyn, whoever. And one of them, oh, yeah, we're going to get to all of that. And maybe the cat, maybe if it was her, she was like, no, it's not worth it. And she was like, okay, good point. Um, I do think, yeah, I think she's gonna be top two and probably my guess right now is second. I agree. So, well, then I guess that cuts into what we're gonna talk about later. So, then who gets cut? Because I think that Katie and Catherine are the leaders in the clubhouse. Nah, but in this episode, Catherine took a dive. I think Katie, Katie for the win. I agree with that. Okay, so let, let, let's transition. All right, so obviously the big thing in this episode was the Catherine drama. That she goes before charity just to get a little time, steals a kiss, everybody's up in arms. Brooklyn makes it sound like she committed a crime. I personally am Team Catherine in this. Where do you guys stand? I thought it was wrong. He, um, I do think the timing was poor, and um, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't think it was the biggest travesty of all time. And we've seen on the show. I feel like people just, you know, is it really so different from like saying, "Hey, can I steal so and so?" When they've been talking for thirty seconds, or even coming back a second time. Like things that like that have been done, but I agree. Like he's there to take her on the one-on-one. I've never seen that before, where another girl interrupts that, and then they kissed and like whatever. Zach also could have prevented that, um, but he didn't. So I he was a think... very willing participant in all of that. In that, he was a, yes, he was a willing participant. I think it was wrong. I don't think it was like outlandishly disrespectful and probably denied it to be like a two episode and counting argument. Lizzie? Um, so I actually, I changed my opinion on this. When it fir- when I first watched it, I was like, I don't, I think everyone's being really dramatic. Like, why can't she take him? It's not a big deal. And I actually totally disagree, by the way. I think he is not culpable at all in this scenario because why wouldn't he kiss her? I mean, that's, I don't think that's a big deal on his part, but and then when I was thinking about it and I was like, well, what if I was charity in that situation and I knew that he just like made out with this girl right before my date, I'd probably feel a little bit upset and uncomfortable because then I'm thinking like, oh, was he thinking about Catherine the whole time we're on this date? 
Um, so, I mean, I don't think it needed to be as dramatic as Brooklyn did, and I don't think it's Brooklyn's place to make a big deal about it. And the we all know the first rule of shit starting on this uh, show is you're about to go home next week. So exactly, and you know whose problem it's not? It's not Catherine's problem. She's trying to win. Yeah, She's I trying think. to win. You're trying to make an impression. You haven't seen a guy that you're going after for two weeks. You're trying to make an impression. I'm all for it. it you know, that, that's the game. You're trying to win. But my question is, is when he, at the rose ceremony, or at the cocktail party, when he was talking to Catherine and he said, like, oh, I felt like things were off. Like, did you see what he was talking about? Like, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that on the date. Well, we'll get to that date in a oh, second okay. because that was that was next level terrible. I don't think Zach knew what he was saying either. I think he was I, told I agree, to say right? that because then when Catherine's like, "Well, what do you mean?" and Zach's like, "The things were off, right?" Is that is that what I'm supposed to? Yeah, yeah. Were definitely off. No, I think yeah, I, I agree with Shy. I think he was fed that because what was there to say after that group date? Like it was very weird and like stilted, and you're right. Like when she asked, like, "What do you mean?" No, I didn't. She was like, "Yeah, no, examples. yeah, I don't know." <laughs> like you told me there would be no follow up questions. Weird. I don't know that whole situation. Like I feel like what they're trying to do is they're trying to set the scene because obviously next week someone's going to tell him probably Brooklyn about the drama with the quote unquote drama with Cat. So I think they wanted to like set the scene of there being. But what, like, but what does he need gonna... to be told? He was a participant. He knows what happened. There's nothing else to say. Yeah, but he might not know that anyone cares about that. Like, he didn't see that they were upset about it. That just means Brooklyn and Charity are, are bouncing. I don't know. I don't think Charity's bouncing. I, I still stick with it. I think she's in my top four, and I stick to that. Really? She's also in your top four? Yep. Oh, I so, think she's gone. I think okay. she's so gone. If we're gonna end off with the with the pairing, so I want to give yeah okay fine. So yeah, I the the Brooklyn thing was like so ridiculous. Like she's also showing her age, and it was just like yeah, he, she's she's the next one on the chopping block. All right, so we're moving on to the Jess situation. We didn't talk about the Jess situation yet. Jess is all up in arms that she didn't get a one-on-one. -on -one. She was the one girl that hadn't gotten a one-on-one -on -one that was still around. Obviously, Zach took exception to this, and he thought things were going swimmingly, which makes me have the question that I asked before. Is he the most full of shit person or the least full of shit person of all time? Where do you fall on this, Shy? Are you Team Jess in this or Team Zach? I understand Jess is being nervous that she's the last one, although I guess someone Greer hasn't gotten one, but she had COVID. Okay, but even if you're seventh out of eighth or however many there have been, it's only natural to just be like, why haven't I been picked yet? And hold on, but, but Greer also got one of the first impression roses on the group date. Jess right, but, didn't but, even get that. But that's not really her point. Her point was like, uh, all these people have been able to like spill out their heart to you in this one-on-one -on -one time where you have all day and I just been like part of group dates and have to be like, get basically just like say like two words at a time, whatever. So I get why she would also feel like that means I'm not going to win or he doesn't think highly of me. Totally valid. I don't understand 
Okay, at the same time, someone has to be last, second class. Also, we've seen one on one dates lead to the person being sent home because it's like, I just want to see. Like, it could have been it's Jess and someone else. I feel good about Jess. This other person I'm really unsure of, let me spend the time with it. Um, so it could also help her. But I don't understand why Zach didn't seem to understand what she was complaining about. And I was like, usually has been able to understand these things. Like he, he made it seem like she just cared about one-on-one, -on -one, like the title, even though she was saying like, all these people have been vulnerable with you and I haven't had that chance. And he was like, but it's not just the one-on-one. -on -one. Like, what aren't you understanding? Lindsay, what say you? Okay, so I have a few thoughts on this. So firstly, what I think he was so bent out of shape about was his big thing is that he wants people to be there for him, not for the clout, not to be an influencer, not for the game of it. And I think when she kept saying over and over the one-on-one, -on -one, the one-on-one, -on -one, I think he was saying like, oh, she's just here for the game. Like she wants the one-on-one because she thinks that's the next step that gets into the next point in this in this game and i think he was really like he, he couldn't almost couldn't hear anything else she said after she just kept saying that thing over and over again now i get what she was saying and where she was coming from i do think she was a, a, a bit immature about how she was reacting because she also made no sense when she said i'm not gonna fight for you i only want someone who fights for me but i won't fight for them i'm like that's the dumbest thing I've ever uh, heard. I, I didn't. I think she got the saying reversed, but still said it out. Loud. I don't know what. Yeah, whatever. I mean, her looks. No, no, I don't. I don't, I don't think she. Did well, that. no, I. Honestly, I thought she was having like a real moment outside the show. Like, obviously, the show is there fighting for him. Right. Like, that's literally that's the, the premise show. of the show. But I think in the moment where she was emotional, she was just like, "I want somebody to show interest in me." And no, I get it. I think it goes back to, though, the point of I think that he liked her a lot. And I think I don't think he was planning to send her home in that moment. Like, he didn't expect that. But I think in his head, he knows who his top four, at least, if not top three or two. And he knows it's not her. And he was like, OK, she's kind of giving me an easy out to just like, I don't really know who I'm going to send home tonight. So it's kind of just like an easy out of sending her home. I just I can't believe how a guy who's who's made sort of his image of being like emotionally mature couldn't understand how somebody who is trying to date him is upset that she hasn't gotten enough time to try and date him like that no, is crazy but, but I don't think he couldn't understand it like I think he understood what she was saying but he wasn't understanding why she kept harping on it because what he was saying was she kept but is saying, it hold on but is it but is it that the same thing he was harping she was harping no on it because no because what i what she was saying was i want the opportunity like shy said to spill my guts to you and i it, it's hard for me because i feel like you don't get to know me because of that and he said he's pretty much like why do you need a one-on-one -on -one for that opportunity like we're sitting and talking now why can't you start to tell me about who you are now or be vulnerable now and then she kept just going over and over on the same thing and he was like forget it like i can't talk to you this is not going anywhere i do think she could have i think her being like sad and, and in her feelings about it was valid um when she gets pulled aside or takes him aside during the cocktail hour she could have made it like 
you know, I, I haven't had a one-on-one, so I'm really going to value this time with you right now, whatever five yeah. you have. And, like, just played along and been easy with it instead of crying that she has an ass. Yeah, but she's a, a human being who's, tr- who's like, fighting yeah. for, like... Yeah, but you, you cry to the life. other girls. Like, meaning you also have to know your place. She wasn't far enough along with him to, like, pull that off for him to, like, give her all the but validation. That, but that was her goal. Her goal was to be far along with him. And if she doesn't Isn't feel like... She... like Screw the other girls at that point. Like you're trying yeah, to Yeah, but win. that's not gonna help you. Like she didn't actually say anything in that conversation other than saying, I'm upset I didn't get the one-on-one. She could have said when she saw that he was being like weird about it or, or upset, she should have said, I'm sorry if this is coming off a certain way. I just want, you know, it's hard for me to open up and you know, I want like a lot of time to be able to discuss it with you. You know, I think she they were really like like he said, they were not on the same page. They were not getting each other. I think I get her being upset. I, I think that's valid. And I think anyone in that situation, that environment would feel like that. But I think that they were just speaking different languages, honestly. I just couldn't believe his reaction to it. Like, like that's what makes again, me think he didn't really like he was just like, all right, I right, was going to okay, send her so, home anyway. All right. So which we were going to talk about the group date in Estonia, how it was. We'll, we'll gloss over it really quick. Was that the one? Where does that rank in terms of the worst group dates in the history of the show? I, I don't think it will ever top the armpit licking that we had last season. Yeah, it was last season, right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. I don't think it will ever top that, but it has to be in the top five, right? Yeah, it was pretty stupid. Um, they seem to be really uh, obsessed with doing like witchcraft and like healing people. All this, so many dates that involve like. But I wonder if it's just that, like the pla- the locations they happen to be going. That's like a thing there. Where do you pick Estonia? Where like, is? Is there any locate Estonia on a map? You know where it is. <laughs> Not I a clue. Know, I only know of Estonia because one of the first companies I worked for out of college, like, was founded there, and you know, they opened office in New York, and we had to deal with the team over in Estonia a bunch. But other than that, like. I wouldn't have a clue. So where is it? It it is a country in northern Europe, borders the Baltic Sea and the Gulf of Finland. So the like in terms of choosing a location, it could not have looked colder and cloudier. Like why would they go there? It looked so miserable. They gave them free stuff. I don't know. Like it looked freezing. Well, I'll tell you this. You know his one-on-one with um with what's her name. In the uh, Ariel, with no, Ariel no. in the uh, in uh, the steam room, wasn't so one on one, but I guess that was very cultural. All right, okay. So here's here's my big question regarding Zach. All right, now that we got the dates out of the way. By the way, Ariel is shooting up ATH's power rankings in a big. Way. <laughs> I, I have I have been big, waiting big for you to say that. I have been big waiting. way. Ariel's <laughs> stock is rising through the roof. Okay. Yeah, she's she's very your type. Zach, I asked this before, so I'll repeat it again. Is he the most full of shit person of all time or the least full of shit person of all time? Because it's very clear who he likes and who he doesn't, who he really likes and who he doesn't like. But do you think he's just like even good at faking it with the others or or not like what what's going on here what's your read on zach shy go first 
I I don't have a real issue with him. I, don't, I haven't felt that he's full of shit. He really seems like he wants no drama in any of these people that he likes, which is great. I think everyone would want that, but it also seems like unrealistic and just feels like whoever he ends up choosing or being with, he's going to have this like vision of there's not going to be one non-amazing moment with this person. And then, like, I feel like it's just going to happen and he's not going to know how to deal with it. Because we haven't really seen him deal with, like, any sort of conflict. He just doesn't give rose or send them home. Um, but I don't I, – I think he's – I don't have any issues with, like, his character or anything like that. I, hold on. I don't, no, I don't, it's not so much the character. It's just, like, how he's playing along. I think, I think he – there's a few where he – that he definitely likes more than the others. And – while he's playing the game of like, you know, cheersing everyone and saying out to everyone how much of a connection he has, I I do think he knows that it's it's gonna be one of like a few people at this point. Mm-hmm. Lizzie, what say you? Um, I actually think he's like the least full of shit. I think he couldn't be full of shit if he tried. Like it's it, it is like the antithesis of his being that I think is shooting him in the foot a little bit sometimes. But I actually. I kind of appreciate it. I think he really has his eye on the prize. Like he really wants to actually have a relationship at the end of this. I think he's one of the people, like one of the first people in a while that I don't think is doing this to be like a social media influencer. I think he really just wants to find someone. Agree. No, I I agree with that. I guess it's just the way he talks to some of the contestants where it's just like, I think. Well, I don't know. Think about real life like if you're you're at a party or you're in a bar and you're talking to a bunch of different people when you're just not interested you're like okay why am i wasting my time move on yes but then like but in some ways he's very much like that you know as shy said he's had the quick trigger of sending people home but in other ways he's kind of just like you know you know i i feel a connection like i I, I like where this is going, but it, clearly they're not going to be at the end of it. So I feel yeah, like but he has to get what he's supposed to say. He has to give an X number of roses. Correct. Yes. But, but I just feel that there's a little bit of an inconsistency to his vibe. Maybe he's not a good liar. So we can tell he's. Yeah. That's what I think. Maybe that's it. Fine. Maybe that's that's it. He's just not a good liar. So genuine and like we we've been all saying, I think he knows it's X amount of people at the end for sure. He knows who they are. And he the other people, he's like, okay, who do I like enough that I want to keep around to hang out with? And then I think he probably feels like an asshole almost and uncomfortable with those people because he knows mm-hmm. he's not keeping them. Right. So then what's going on with this Brooklyn and Greer situation? Then then why are they still around? Like they're they're going home like, next to chase. He has to. He can't send everyone home in one date and have two people left on week two. Do you think the producers like Zach at this point? No, yes, sure. because oh, really? I think they do because I think he does what they say. He, I think they would have wanted him to keep the with the two the first last name in person, and um, I I think the opposite. I think he's sending home all the drama people immediately. But I don't think any of you people were really even like that dramatic. Maybe, but but like, I, there's been very little drama this season. Very little. Like this Brooklyn 
pad thing is like so stupid and it's like the biggest thing they've had so far. I do think there are I do think there are a lot of potential contestants for Bachelor in Paradise, though, from this season. Oh, that's it. There are. There are. So, power ranking the remaining contestants. We'll do your top five. And I guess you could take this either any way you want. You could take it how far you think they're going to go, or you think it, or you could take it in terms of just your favorites um, going forward and who you like the most. Lizzie, let's start with you. Your top five. I think and before you start, yeah, go ahead. I, I think I'm gonna have the same order as her, as Lizzie. Yeah, we are doing four or five. Let's do four. You know, aren't there aren't there six left? You said there remain last remaining. Yeah, yeah. Let's do four. I so let's do better. four because of you know four's hometown. So who are the four do you think are going to hometowns? Um. So Gabby, Katie. Charity, and then I actually, unfortunately, because I love, love Catherine, I don't think she's going to make it. I think she's going to be five, and I think Ariel's going home, meaning going to hometown. Sorry. Uh, wow. Yeah. So you're saying our preseason winner, yep, is going home before hometowns? I say th- I think so. I mean, I'm on the fence about those two and their spots. Um, Ariel and Catherine, but I don't know. I I think Catherine might shoot herself in the foot. I see it happening. Shy, what say you? I have Katie, Gabby, Ariel, and Charity as the top four. Oh, so we have the same. Mm-hmm. So you both think Catherine is done? I think. Zach is going to get wind of something from someone. And even if it's not a big deal, he's just going to be like, uh, drama. Catherine's yeah. But Catherine uh, will, Catherine will clean up in paradise. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, you don't, you don't think cat. So you don't think Catherine would be the bachelorette if she doesn't win? No way. No one who's in the drama is a bachelorette. Get out of here. She's so far and beyond the best of all of them, though. I think the loser of, Ga- of Gabby and Katie is very yeah. strong bachelorette potential. I think Gabby is bachelorette. Really? I don't get a bachelorette vibe from Gabby. I I almost uh, think that did Gabby's you from Zach. Like, <laughs> no, you're right. That that that's a good point. You're right. I almost think that Ga- I'm tempted to say that Gabby bucks the trend and doesn't finish top two. Okay. But my my top four are Katie, Gabby, Catherine, and Ariel. Those are going to be my top four. I don't think Charity survives this. I don't think he likes Charity as much as he likes the other ones. Catherine, he like he loves her. He's professed his love to her like twice. No, he noticed something was off on the date. Yeah. He didn't notice anything. He didn't there, know what to say. He was fed No, there's something, there's something that we don't know or a, like a vibe and it's going to come out and it's going to, it's going to spiral. Why don't we think Ariel is, is finishing top two? 
because her stock is is rising. I I think he's like too boring for her to be honest. Yeah, it's like I could see her actually deciding not to. Yeah. Um, I she had a very strong showing on the one on one, and I also thought she was like she actually laughed from a couple of things she said, which is unusual. And it just he she seems too like Zach is too boring. I I hope they don't end up. Um, but I no, do there's think just she, no way. Yeah, I do think she leapfrogged all the others and moved it to third place. I mean, her performance on the one-on-one -on -one was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. What was the other part of besides the sauna and hot tub? Was there anything else? That was it. The first part. I mean, the part where they were like laying down. And yeah, the, there was like some some oh, weird well, woman. Yeah, it was basically let's yeah. show off how hot Ariel is. There's a we could we could show off Zach too, but this is really like Ariel's time to shine because. She is she is absolutely dynamite. A lot of side boots from Ariel. Yeah. She is going to demolish Paradise if she chooses to be on Paradise. Um, I know we we moved on from Estonia, it's but um, Lizzie, would you have agreed to gone on Aaron's shoulders as he ran a sprint with your face rocking into his behind as he runs? Um, if he was the bachelor, probably. Yeah. <laughs> that seems so uncomfortable. I, I don't know. A lot of things they do lot, seem uncomfortable. That takes a lot of strength to be able to sprint with somebody on your shoulder. Like <laughs> she, she's getting like whiplash getting into his lower back. <laughs> the, the Estonia was it was just it was just weird. Everything was weird. So okay, so we all think that Ariel is gonna dominate paradise if she chooses to yeah definitely if you guys think katie's gonna win and there's a lot of vibes suggesting that do we think and you think gabby's the bachelorette and and Catherine and ariel are on paradise yeah yeah very <laughs> easy call very and, uh, easy. heavy the, hitters the the first name, last name girl is also going to be on Paradise. Whose first name, last name? No, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Christina Mandrell. Yeah. Of course. She'll be on Paradise. She's she's going to get a lot of attention. She'll probably be the sloppiest drunk of all of them. She's going to be the Corinne. But Corinne, Corinne did well for herself at the end. Nope. Wait. What do you... No. What? No, she shut so down the entire Bachelor in Paradise. Wait, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm confusing her time. with someone else. Uh, yeah. Who was like, like the like the bad girl on the show that, and then on Paradise she like reformed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's probably a lot of those people. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of someone else. How did How did Allie make it this far into the season? I don't remember one conversation that they had a one on one. I I, I don't even remember. I think it was one of the first ones they did. Uh, like did the skydiving. Yeah, the skydiving. Yes, which is which is that point just makes Jess's gripe stronger. Um, Why? Because like it didn't seem like he liked Allie as much as he liked Jess. Then why are you picking Allie for the one on one and not Jess? 
Yeah, but he, I don't know. Have, they went on the one-on-one a long time ago. I have a, a, um, a show question. If you literally, I get these people have to be like up front. You refuse to skydive, and that is your date. Do you have any recourse there to just not do it? I think, yeah, I think, because I don't think they can force you to do it, but what I think they'll do is make your they life know. a living hell. Oh. Or like, maybe they ask you ahead out. of time and the questionnaire, well, would you go skydive? No, they usually ask you the reverse. They usually ask you what's your biggest fear, and then they make you do that. <laughs> because they want you to start crying and freaking out, and then, oh, he calmed me down, and we did it together, and now we... We survive. I, There's I, a zero percent chance I would ever agree to do sky. I would never. I would, I would no. never. No chance. I would never. No. I would no, say send me home. Yeah. I'm not going skydiving. Correct. No chance. Okay, so you guys both think Katie Katie wins. Yeah. She just seems to really have everything he wants. She has not been involved in any drama. She's the least dramatic. Yeah. Least dramatic. She's very pretty. She seems cut gives off very mature vibes. Uh, I don't know how old she is actually, but I, I think they're about the same age. I think she's what, 27? Oh, is she even that old? I thought she was younger. Um, I just just she seems to have everything. She's like not overly type a personality but and she doesn't she doesn't like she's not crying you know like when they're like oh she's fine i'm a good call but like meaning when they said he had covid or they like she never cries from like the stress or anything like that yeah and she's a nurse you mean yeah knowing how right. knowing because she's a nurse knowing how serious of a situation this was well she's actually she's the one that's an er nurse right so she actually probably really knows covid that was yeah. that wasn't the point I know, I know, I know, I um, know. I just, I, I, the vibe between him and Catherine was so strong that I'm having a hard time coming off that. But I, you know what? I, I, I think Katie is going to, I think Katie is going to win. And I actually think Ariel is going to be the runner up. All right. Hot I, take. I, I just, I, I'm not. I'm not buying the Gabby thing. I know Nick Vial seems, you know, predicted this Gabby vibe that, you know, Gabby's coming oh, did on he? strong. I didn't hear that. But yeah, that's what I was told. But I, I just, I just, I don't see how she's even above the the top. Those other three, I, I don't know. It's a weird season. I'm not sure. I I I, I love um, what's his, you know, Zach's performance either. I I, I don't know. I'm kind of just lukewarm. Jury's still out. I'll have to wait Jury's and see a little out. more. All right. Shy, Lizzie, this was wonderful. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, we'll probably convene around hometowns and um, we'll do uh, hometowns and uh, and what and uh, fantasy, fantasy suites and then obviously talk about the finale. Speak to you guys soon. Thanks so much for doing it. Thanks again to recurring guests, Shy Elberger, Lizzie Verstendig for running the triangle again, talking all about the Bachelor catching up on what's going on over there. Good stuff from them as usual. Make that seven straight for the New York Knicks after they disposed of the Brooklyn Nets tonight. Love to see that. That's episode 199 for the love of the game. Take us out from that. Love by the same bar while the villa be painted. Just so we can get really acquainted. The love is real. There's no way it can feel like it's tainted. But I can't really explain it. Uh, yeah.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.